Hi. Ben Matlock. You can go in your dress or in your underwear, but you get out of here now. Soybean oil, cottonseed oil, palm oil, beef fat, lard, coconut. How long were you you knowing in the parked car? Oh, come on. Mr. Matlock. Oh, Your Honor, come on. Mr. Matlock. Oh, Your Honor. Who was that on the phone? Unlocking Matlock. 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Welcome to Unlocking Matlock, the only in-depth deep dive analysis of the hit 80s TV show Matlock starring Andy Griffith. I'm your co-host Joe Vargo and joining me is my other co-host Tony Grunwald. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us everybody. This is uh, this is going to be great. Uh, I've been looking forward to this all night uh, uh, talking to you about this episode. This is one of the, the greatest episodes of Matlock in the history of the show. That's right, folks. Courts in session. Uh, you know, single file line, everybody into court. Um, we are talking Matlock. This is a great episode, Tony. Um, it covers a lot of our favorite subjects, a lot of reading. Talks about a lot of reading. You know, Tony and I are really into books. Uh, big book guys, big book guys. I own uh, several books, um, many of them over 200 pages long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, um, I subscribed to uh, those old timey uh, Western books that used to be advertised on television late at night. Um, the, the Cowboys, I have that entire set, uh, as well as uh, a couple volumes of an encyclopedia. That's right. Tony and I used to be book dealers in New York. Um, we both had, uh, we'd wear three turtlenecks and yep. five scarves. Mm-hmm. And we'd go to those weird book conventions in Manhattan yep. Um, and we would go, oh, I don't know, $5,000 for this first edition of this is a, this is now this is a first edition. Uh, (laughs) as you can see, it's watermarked and, and then we would always have to hide what we had because fuck goddamn Fran Leibowitz would come walking by and she would be (laughs) like, what do you have here? And so then we'd got to deal with her. Um, so we got out of the game because. It just got too hard. There's also, yeah, the, our necks. The doctors told us that our necks were under way too much stress. Um, the amount of turtlenecks and scarves that we were wearing at the same time. We were told that we our necks could no longer withstand uh, that kind of pressure. Yeah. And then and then my poor fingers were burned. Uh, I had no fingerprints mm. left because I was drinking those coffees out of those uh, little Greek cups. Really thin Thin paper, I mean, that's yeah. thin paper, guys. That's <laughs> it's no joke. And coffee, I don't know if you coffee, their co- New York coffee is hot, oh, and yeah. so Piping. it would burn. So I'd be standing there trying to sell my books, pedal my wares. And mm. uh, I've got a first edition, I got a first edition Treasure Island signed by Robert Louis Stevenson's mistress. And so, and nobody, and Fran Leibowitz is blah 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 in my ear talking about how things used to be, and uh, and and I'm burning my fingers, and so right, it just, playing hot potato with the coffee. Somebody's going, hey, is this a coffee stain all over this book? No, like, no, 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 That's yeah. Um, As also, we're hot potatoing a, a coffee and, and spilling it, squishing and splashing. Coffee everywhere is getting everywhere. Uh, also, uh, we had to make a very quick exit out of the the, the scene because uh, a little a little forgery, a little light forgery. We we got a word processor. And mm-hmm. we started to say, let's just type up these books. Yeah. We'll copy them. Right. 
Right. Um, and screw looking for them. I'm sick of looking for them. Right. So a lot of our collection was forged. <laughs> um, and we were asked, we were asked to leave. Right. They were right. like this. So this is, so, the, you know, we were, it would, the scenarios would basically be like, we'd go to the conventions or we'd go to a book dealer and we'd be like, we have this, that we have a, a, an original edition of, of Lolita and they would open it and it would basically be Lolita retyped on a word processor printed out on dot matrix uh, style paper. And it, it was clearly not a first edition. And so uh, we were then asked, asked to leave and it was just a waste of everybody's time. So, um, and I would just say, can you just give us a chance? <laughs> and it's, you know, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take another it. look at it. I'm like, no, you know, no. get, Give it a second thought, would you? I I would always go, come on, right? Wouldn't I work. mean? It's it's a really tight, tough, and tight industry to yeah, just it, work your way into. It's like absolutely. How do you how do you you know sell these books without any knowledge of them? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No you know, research, the, no <laughs> no time or effort put right. into figuring. How do I get into your world? They're right. very. Uh, not not inclusive at all no it's not a friendly environment it's not a friendly environment so that's what makes this episode so great for joe and i is because we get mm-hmm. to watch uh you know uh, our love of books uh, uh kind of right. kind of played out on screen and, and, and that's what's so great about being the number one and number two matlock experts is that we control that universe and then absolutely. we get to make it very exclusive um, and basically scare anyone away who thinks they have any love or any knowledge of Matlock. That's right. That's right. Uh, there will never be a number three Matlock fan. <laughs> the rankings <laughs> just stop. Right. No, it's over. It's done. There's it's one, done. there's two, there's you're an idiot. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Uh, don't even try it. Don't even yeah. try it. Um, so tonight's episode or today's episode, you could be listening to this at any time. I don't know why I should. Uh, get that specific, but you're just a night man. You're in the I'm night. a night guy. I'm a yeah. night owl. I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. I love you're a dirty uh, old stop up. This is true. It's true. I'm, I like to be I'm up. At, I'm up all night with my doing my matlock research, mm-hmm. um, painting my miniature figures, um, uh, looking up, uh, uh, looking up phone numbers of old high school classmates. <laughs> So I'm up, I'm up yeah. a, a late at night. That's also though, when I'm, I'm most inspired and that's usually when I can do my best, uh, as you know, Joe, I, as, as I can do my best Wikipedia entry writing is late at night. Oh yeah. When I'm, uh, I've had a couple, a couple cups of, of coffee mm-hmm. and, and, uh, uh, you know, a couple bags of chips and I'm ready to go. And, and so this episode gave, uh, gave us a lot to work with. This episode is called, uh, the author. Um, and it was, it premiered on January 13th, 1987. And here is the Wikipedia entry for the author. A woman in a small town writes a book whose characters are actual people in the town. When it becomes a bestseller, the press converge on the town to interview them. And some of them threaten the woman. When the local Reverend DeLuca goes to visit her, someone takes a shot at her but kills the reverend. The police investigate, and it leads them to one of the town's doctors, Dr. Philip Egan, who was depicted in the book as being a druggie, which he denies, and threaten the woman. 
Ben comes to defend him and starts by checking some of the other people depicted in the book, but learns none of them have reason to kill her. Later, Ben discovers a different motive and suspect for the killing. So as you guys can hear, this episode has a lot going on in it. Sure does. It centers around a town, which right right there I'm in, and an author, and getting some blowback about what they wrote, which I think we can all relate to. We can We've all, all had that. some 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 misguided Twitter mm-hmm. posts mm-hmm. or um, some novellas yep. uh, that. Uh, we've gotten a lot of blowback and a lot of heat for. Mm-hmm. We've all mm-hmm. been there. We've all been there, guys. Everybody gets confronted with the receipts. We all got. We all get shown <laughs> and thrown in our faces the mistakes and the poor judgment that we've made. So, um, so yeah, this is a this was this is a this is a wild episode. Very steamy, very scandalous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we start in we start you know anywhereville USA, small town USA, ideal a great place to live. You know, you got downtown, you got, you got your, your, your cute little downtown with the little shops, the five buildings, downtown, the five buildings, your whole city's economy based. You're all main street. Bob Seger, Bobby Seger. Uh, you know, these, this is the, this is the type of towns that Bobby Seger sang about, Mm -hmm. uh, your Johnny Cougar Mellencamp's sung about, um, not so much Bruce Springsteen. I, 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 he's a bit too political for me. Bruce Springsteen. He's a, he's a little too political. Yeah. For he's me. Getting, yeah. He's getting the, what, what's he trying to say? You know, I, I don't know uh, what he's can, can we all just, uh, Oh, why don't we all just get along in America? Why don't we all just try to, hey, we're all fighting for the same flag. It's like, it's like, Hey buddy, why don't you, why don't you just shut up and sing buddy? Why don't you just sing your song about being, yeah, sing when, born in the USA, a real American song. Yeah. That's not political at all. That song's not political at all. It's just a fun, great song about being born in the USA. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, I wish he would write more songs about like this town, this small town, a mm-hmm. uh, 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 beautiful ideal, a place to raise a family, a good place to raise your family, Joe. Uh, uh not, not one of these scary cities, um, mm. this is a nice town with nice people, mm-hmm. uh, going about their day, waving to the postman, right? You know, hey, but hey. something's something's going on in this town, and uh oh, this town's not so small anymore because the news is there, and oh, great, uh, the mainstream the media, program, mainstream media <laughs> is hanging around those lecherous tools, yep, yeah. Yeah, I like I I personally like when the news comes around because I like to be I like to I like to get in the background of their shots and do funny things in the background. So Tony does. Tony's pretty known uh, to most media outlets. I've got a scanner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony's able to find you know where where these uh, you know camera crews are going, and is able to get in the background pretty consistently. I would say I'm really good at it. I. Uh... I mean, I think it's kind of a lost art. It's not something that yeah. everybody can do. You can't just jump. It's not, you know, it's not like other forms of entertainment or like stand-up comedy or improv. It's like there's a lot going on behind it. Like I have to prepare for several hours before yeah. I go so, out. Tony, I would say that you are definitely really good at finding the camera crews, but your execution, I'd say, is um, really needs work because. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Most of the time we can see you in the shot, just kind of 
thinking and talking out loud about, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, you're kind of, you can see you rehearsing yeah. um, about what, how you're going to walk into the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you never really pull the trigger on it. It's like, am I watching him get in the shot or is he winding up to do it? Or it's hard to come up with great. I mean, it's well, let me, it's not hard to come up with great ideas. It's hard to decide on a great idea. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, am I going to Charlie Chaplin walk into the shot or yeah. am I going to like walk in the shot and pretend like I didn't know they're filming and like get surprised? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like watching like an improv show. And there's like one person who just never gets into the show and you just kind of watch them on the sidelines. Like, why is that person not getting in? Like someone's yeah, got to bring it? them in. Like what's right. going on? Like, yeah, that's, it's a bit like that. Like, do you think I do you think I mean, sometime you should come with me sometime. Maybe maybe you and I could do a like a two man show behind behind the. the well, the you know, you know, I don't do well in a passenger seat of a car, Tony. I mean, if you're out there driving, following this scanner, you know, you know, I cannot tolerate being a passenger. It's true. I'm yeah, it, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I wish I wish I don't know. I I'll keep working on it. I'll keep working on it. I mean, lots of terrible things happen around me all the time. So there's always. <laughs> There's always a camera crew for me to perform uh, behind. Um, but I think this is going to be my ticket, my ticket to, to Hollywood. Mm, you'll be is, noticed. Yeah, absolutely. Wes, Wes Anderson will be watching and say, hey, that's the what's new your, look. What's your tweed coat size? <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to go to Hollywood. 28S. <laughs> Oh, mama, look out. Here I come. I'm going to Hollywood with Wes Anderson. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the reporter, the, the, the media has has converged uh, on the onto this tiny, yeah. small, uh, idyllic town. And um, they're all asking about questions. A, yeah, all about a story that an mm-hmm. author wrote, this big story that has swept the nation, not just Atlanta, not just Georgia, but the entire nation. Everyone's reading this book, this hot and steamy uh, mystery book. And yeah, they're asking it's it seems to be based specifically on people in the town and not very well masked. So it's no, no, not at all. These are this is a this is a very tell all uh, secrets, warts and all. Everybody's dirty laundry mm-hmm. getting aired in this very steamy uh, kind of thriller mystery type novel. And it's very clear that, that these characters were based on real people and and they're in this town. So you know, those, those sharks, those blood sucking sharks, the media, they're going to chase this story and and get it. So, so they come to town and they, you know, try to expose, uh, uh, you know, who these people really are. And so, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, there's a doctor in the, in the story that, that was stealing drugs and selling them out of the hospital. And, and, and so they go and they find who they think this doctor is and they're in his face with the microphone saying, is it you? And, and he's got nothing but bad things to say about the author. First of all, he first he flat out denies it, which he should because it is, there's nothing cool about like like he doesn't have cool drugs like yeah. weed or like he's got like liver medicine, <laughs> like, right? And w- and which you know also like you should deny it. I mean, because when I've been accused of a crime, I make the mistake of considering it hypothetically even if i did not do it i said well if i did you know yeah. this is how i would do it right right you've got to play out all the scenarios in your head right 
if I did do it, this is how I would do it, you know? Mm -hmm. But so I, and I didn't because it didn't go down this way. Right. So, uh, so he's flat out, he's screaming on television about this, this lady, this author, um, and Marianne Newton is the author of this story. And Miss Newton, she painted a very dirty picture of this doctor. Mm. Um, there's also a few women in town that she painted as being maybe a little too friendly with, with uh, some of the men in town. A little uh, promiscuous, hmm. if you will. Ooh, we might have to bleep that. I don't know if you can say that. I Yeah, I'm not sure, but I did, Tony. But there's lots of people that could have, uh, uh, you know, the, the, there's lots of people who are very angry in this town at this at this yes. author because she has done them dirty by writing stories about them that she did not have the right, the right to write about. Um, and so they're all mad. And the reporter, every single person he talks to either won't talk about it or unloads on this woman. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she's not having a great time in the town. You know, everybody's mad at her. People are throwing eggs at her oh, car. Her car got egged. Her car got egged. That stinks. That totally stinks. I was getting egged for a couple of years. You remember mm. that? Yeah. When every dang night the teenagers would come by and egg egg my egg my car, egg my front door. Um why do you why were they why did they pick on you? That's what I don't get. Like it was always well, because just I was no, well, because I was in the town that I lived in for the magical mystery tour uh uh musical show. I was the eggman and it was a big it was a big blunder. Um because I was in my eggman costume no. and I, I fell off the stage and it cracked open. And a bunch of yolk came out inexplicably. That's terrible. It was That's a thing. And it was a thing for the high schoolers. Let's go egg the Eggman. Right. And they would ride by on their BMX bikes and go, hey, hey, Eggman, cuckoo, kachoo. And they'd throw eggs at you. Exactly. It's like you were there. Hey, well, no. <laughs> I ride a mean tense. I ride a mean BMX. But every, so everybody's mad at her. Uh, the she's she seems to be very distressed. But so the local reverend uh, decides to stop by her house. Mm, um, yeah, I mean that's what they're there for. They're there to help and console and and talk to and and so he stops by and you know kind of unexpected, little little rude. You know he could have called. Yeah, I don't like when people pop no. in like that. Yeah, no, I don't care if I need help. I call first <laughs> right. call first so he just pops in he does a pop in he just comes by and she's like oh well come on in sit down i'll why don't i make you some we'll have some tea i'll make some tea i Which, love that I, see i could use something cold though i don't know i don't mm. i don't want something hot like that's right don't you have a lemonade or you know a brisk a, a brisk <laughs> a brisk iced tea um right uh a miss i would if you have a mr pib i would love a mr pib um, and Tony so, likes to run down the a long list of obscure cold sodas when he comes over your house. Just be aware. Have some I'm of testing, the most obscure sodas. I'm testing you to see how big a soda fan you really are. Yeah. <laughs> or don't offer me none of that Coca-Cola garbage. That is that is play school. That is first mm -hmm. grade. It's like, but if you've got like a diet, right. Or right. Uh, some green know, river, green river, or uh, Joe and I's favorite, the big red got some B-ree. If you got B -ree, a B-ree, B -ree. B -ree. 
we are all about it. Uh, also, the only root beer I will accept is a Barks root beer. If you try to give me a mug, a and W, a Dad's, I'm just going to open it up and I'm going to pour it out on the floor in front of you because you are that is that is literal garbage water that you're feeding me. I yeah. only want I only want Barks root beer. Um, don't and even that homemade like oh you got to come to this restaurant they make their own root beer. Uh, if they don't make Barks root beer, then right. I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm not interested. Is so, the name of the restaurant called Barks? Do the, do the, is it is it the Barks restaurant? Because I'm not going. And so yeah, every root beer place has a restaurant associated with it, right? They really there's A&W, never just a, yeah yeah, you, yeah there's you, never just a root beer place. Right. It's always like got to sell burgers or something too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the sad state of the root beer economy that it can't sustain its own business that you have to add on. Like, <laughs> like there's this root beer place by me. It does. It's like root beer and CBD oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sad it's just sad. Yeah. so yeah uh she offers him tea though and he say he accepts because he's polite and so while she's making the tea um bang uh bang, reverend bang bang, bang Re- reverend gets shot yeah. at and killed uh through her front window and uh He's died. He's dead. Yeah. That's and the, an the, old man walking his dogs, you know, he hears the noise, runs, runs to the gunshots, which I, which I have to say is very brave. Um, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Runs to see what's going on. Peeks in the window, sees uh, the author. She walks out with a tea tray and she's shocked to see the Reverend on the floor. Dop, drops the tea. Yeah. Um, drops it all over shatter. the place. Yeah. Boom. And Oh my God, the Reverend's been the Reverend's killed. dead. He's been he's been killed. He's been killed. So we now have our murder victim. Uh, we cut to our hero finally. Uh, you know the the man in the man in white uh, is here to save us. Um, <laughs> uh, ben Matlock. Uh, he has he's already in town. Uh, I believe he's visit he's visiting his friend, the chief of police. Um, they have a ongoing uh, checker game. Woo. Uh, which an is intense game of checkers. Intense game of checkers, which is new to me because I've never played a game of checkers that lasts longer than <laughs> three minutes. Well, not if you take a long time deciding. That's you know? true. That's true. That's that's true. the key. Mm-hmm. It's the game of checkers is not meant to be played. It's meant. It's a conversation mm-hmm. around the checkers. I went to gentleman finishing school. I see, and I know all about these things. I see. Like, well, I mean, it's almost like. Your philosophy behind checkers is almost Eastern, I would say. You've got kind of a Tao of checkers kind of thing That's uh, right. mindset about this. Like it's it's definitely a, a art of war kind of thing with you. Exactly. Um, I have the same thing about cornhole. When you're playing a good game of cornhole with another gentleman, it's always got, it's always it, yeah. It's uh, it's a it's a test of wills. It's 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 more than just a game. It's a it's a battle for it's a battle for one's very soul. Mm-hmm. Is to see who can get the beanie bag in the, into the, into the hole. What I like to do is drain three three beanies into a cornhole in a row, and then I, and then I say, hey, <laughs> "Hey, can I freshen up that drink for you?" Hey, let me go. I was I was gonna go get a another drink. Let me freshen that one up for you. Like I mean, not o- you're you're you, you murder them physically at the game, but mm-hmm. then you psychologically you also defeat them because. Yes. Not only will I beat you at this game, I'm going to belittle you by asking you what 
you need from me? What else yeah. do you need? And from then me? they say, well, you are standing way too close <laughs> for that to count. But of course, kids today don't know nothing about that because all their checkers and cornhole games are on the internet. That's right. They're kids all these on- days don't know nothing about no cornhole or checkers because they're all playing checker and cornhole on their phone. And they got their phones out. Got <laughs> cornhole checkers apps on their phones. It's, remember, it's just a shame. Remember it's when just a big shame. rib used to be a big rib? Oh, uh, what else is going on? <laughs> um, so the chief of police and Matlock are playing checkers. They, they're buddies, old buddies, and they're playing checkers. They have a long-standing game of checkers going. Greatest game known to man. Uh, they uh, kind of just casually chit-chat, and the, the chief of police brings up, he says that they have a suspect already in custody for the murder of the reverend. And it turns out it is they've picked up that doctor we were talking about earlier uh, who was on television ranting and raving at the author. And it sounds like the reverend was not the intended victim or was not intended to, to take these bullets, but rather um, uh, Marianne Newton was. Uh, the, the, whoever did this murder, they were looking to kill her. Who would and want the, to kill the reverend, right? Right. No one wants it. That is a sin to kill a reverend. <laughs> you don't go to um, hell. You don't, you don't want to go to hell by killing the wrong person, killing a reverend. That's the worst thing. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, so, guaranteed right there. Uh, so uh, reverend got the bullets instead of Marianne. Um, and so, which, I mean, if you're, if, if you're look, you know who you're, she's the most famous person in town. Mm-hmm. You know who you're supposed to be shooting. Mm-hmm. If you see the reverend sitting there, that's clearly yeah. not the author so mm-hmm. i don't know why he they took those shots but hey i'm not a crazy killer so you got me um so they say uh so we picked up the doctor we found the murder weapon and the, the shoe set the foot feet prints footprints outside match his shoe size and mm-hmm. they just have you know just enough evidence to, to 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 bring him in and in a very weird kind of turn of events the chief is like hey matt like do you mind representing him and matt like's like what do you matt like's like are you sure, son? Why would you want me to bring this fire? Why do you want me to? Why you yeah. want this smoke? You want this right. smoke? You want me to? Because you know, you know, if I take the case, I'm gonna. <laughs> you know, you know, if I take the case, you know, you know you want some reasonable doubt, right? I will. I will reasonable doubt all over this shit. And so uh, the chief's like, no, I think you should because I don't think the doctor did it. Yeah. And so Matt's like, oh, okay, you very know, unethical. Yeah, not very. Yeah, you know, very weird for a cop to say. <laughs> yes. We hauled him in and he didn't do it. Um, to hire the best lawyer in the world in the state. <laughs> <laughs> to clear the man he's just arrested. Right. Uh, it raises all kinds of ethics questions, but Matlock is this is his checkers buddy. So mm-hmm. checkers bros for life. So he this is some backroom handshakes. <laughs> he, he looks into the, the case and decides to take it. Uh, he calls in his team. He calls in Tyler. Main man Tyler, investigator supreme, to mm-hmm. come in and check around. Uh, his daughter Charlene is there. Uh, basically, the Matlock the Matlock crew has rolled into town, and they're going to leave no stone unturned. Um, it doesn't really say where they are staying. Um, no. I would imagine put up at a nice hotel. Yeah. Um, I, I hope Matlock doesn't spare any expense. I, I wouldn't think he would. I wouldn't think he would. I'm sure he stays away from some of those. 
you ever see like those uh i'm sure he doesn't go to those hotels you see that you're just like who stays at those hotels like your uh red your red red roof ends and your uh mm-hmm. i don't know there's like there's more there's, of a motel like uh yeah right matlock would never stay in a motel i feel like no i think there's probably one with a kitchen. I mean, they're there for a bit. They're doing a case. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, those those Hilton Garden Inns are nice. Those Hilton Garden Inns are nice. They have. You know, it's key to stay at a new hotel, Tony. That's oh, really? the key. You want to find one that was recently built in the last five really? years because those really? are nice. Really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like. I I don't care where I stay as long as my hotel room has the chair. I need to make sure mm-hmm. that it has the chair and the desk. Oh, the corner chair, the chair in the, the corner, the corner chair. I mm-hmm. refuse to stay in any hotel room that does mm-hmm. not have the corner chair. It yeah. is essential to my hotel experience. Right. That's that what I, when I, I've traveled with Tony a lot to different Matlock conventions. And as soon as we get in a hotel room, he'll jump up and down in that corner chair. <laughs> it's my favorite spot. I think I judge a lot of hotels and a lot of my rates and reviews that I give mm-hmm. them. Uh, are based solely around comfort, uh, positioning, how heavy it is, right? Um, how much of, <laughs> how much uh, stuff I can stack on it right. while Immediately. I'm there for the week. <laughs> Drape things over. Uh-huh. Um, no, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not going to put the towel on the floor because I want to keep the towel. I will just drape it over this huge chair yeah. in the corner for a couple of days. Um, uh, I love the chair. So I'm sure Matlock's got a place with him and Charlene and Tyler. They're staying at a nice place with the chair oh, yeah. in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having a, having a, uh, having a, having a great stay in this town while they're on un- trying to find the murderer. So, so, yeah. So the dream team is in town and of course, what do you have to do, Tony? Okay. Tony, you're a lawyer. You get a case. You have to defend someone who's been murdered. What's the first thing you have to do? Should you, uh, try to figure out why they why they didn't do it. Or should you try to prove that? Eh, no, wrong, Tony. You got to figure out who did it. All right. To create that reasonable doubt, you have to solve the murder case. Okay. So obviously, it's not the doctor. So you have to start asking questions around about who did it. You have to come up with a list of suspects. So obviously, some of the other suspects is there. Well, huh, let me think, Tony. There's been other people defamed in this book besides the doctor. Maybe it was some of those people as well. Who else would want to kill uh, the author? Uh, well, we've got, of course, the uh, uh, you know the the town promiscuous uh, girl. Um, you know, she didn't like you know, her name being run through this book or her image being run ruined through this book. She was right. a successful, she was a successful promiscuous girl. You know what I mean? And now this book has really sullied her reputation. That's I mean, right. They put it all out sleep, in the open. Sleep. It was a, it was a yeah. town secret. Right, um, right. And now it's all out in the open and that's mm-hmm. identified as this person who's promiscuous. Right. Um, which it, it's fine if you would like to identify it as that, mm-hmm. but she does not. And yeah, she it, it, it's not uh, a, a good thing for her. So she's upset. Uh, there's also a jeweler in town um, who was uh, defamed as well in that, in that book um of uh i can't quite remember what Uh, what. i believe it was just that he sold uh inferior goods and that Uh, his jewels look this is the thing like you go in you go by you're gonna buy your you're gonna buy your sweetheart a nice diamond ring you want to make sure that it's uh you know legitimate you you don't want to be buying no fugazi no no. fugazi ring it's fugazi 
fuck it's, it's a fuck 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 it's when yeah you don't want to be buying one of those because she will laugh at you uh yeah and she'll talk in that voice as soon as right. you as soon as you hand anybody a fugazi uh-huh they automatically start talking in that voice and you go well what do you think will ya it's a fugazi <laughs> Oh, you so, moron, you stupid. I forget. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so they don't. Yeah. So the jeweler was not selling quality goods, That's um, right. which I mean, but like how picky are you going to get really? I mean, right, it's a so small one town. jeweler in town. Who's really going to know? I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, everybody's a jeweler. Everybody's really a jeweler. Everybody's all of a sudden jewelry expert. Tony, you ever buy jewelry and they give you that little, uh, that little viewer to to look close. Oh, the um, eye, the eye, the eye microscope, the eye microscope, the eye tube. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they say, here you go. Why don't you put this thing up against your skin that's been up against my skin? My thing is that I always want to do. They always the jewelers always do that cool move where they kind of screw it in their eye, uh-huh. and they can look yeah. at it hands free. They can go hands free with it. That's right. I have yet to find a eye microscope that that fits the socket my socket i've got mm. the doctor said i have an unusually small socket yeah your socket. orbital bone is um my ob is small so right uh i cannot ever fit them into my eye eyeball my i can never fit the gross germ mm. germ ridden uh, I, I have something wrong right i put it up to my eye but then i open the wrong eye and close the wrong eye so i'm saying oh it's not it. it's not working and they get real frustrated with that. And I say, oh, okay, let me try again. And I go, can I just have two? It'll be easier if I just have two. And then I close both my eyes. Yeah, you're not you're not the guy to buy a telescope for, for your birthday. No, I find it very <laughs> confusing. <laughs> it's no good. But this guy seems super shady. Uh, mm. Tyler and Matlock kind of have it. In, not, I mean, they, they like, they, as, as they say, they like him for it. A lot of that's that's something you hear in the show. Like, oh, I like him for it. I like him for this murder. And right. so they do a little bit more investigating. Um, his alibi isn't super great. Like, it's kind of no. got, you know, he just says he was with some girl. They quickly kind of disprove that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, but uh, they kind of find out that he's been running around with some shady characters and. Mm. Matlock and Tyler, they, they're street guys. You know what I mean? They know kind of, if you're talking about shady characters, you know, that's their world. I mean, this right. is Matlock. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what he deals in. So um, they're able to quickly deduce and figure out that the jeweler in this small town, he's been hanging out with a very um, suspect um, black market um, uh, uh, um um, jewelry fencer or or dealer this guy deals in black yeah, market jewelry jewel dealer jewel dealer yeah um so uh tyler figures it out right away like oh you're, yeah well let's let's grok you're talking about grok you're talking about grok oh, of course yeah right who we all know um world famous uh jewel uh yeah this is underbelly of what's yeah. going on and this matlock is- and tyler are plugged in mm-hmm, to the mainframe mm-hmm. they're mean landing the underground and they know okay where are these crooks <laughs> bad dudes getting this stolen jewelry where are the bad guys at <laughs> so they're going to look for the bad guys so basically what the what what their angle is at this point is they've got 
the jeweler who was mad at the author for writing that he's a bad jeweler. And he's been hanging out with this very shady character named Grok. And they are going to uh, look into this. And in fact, they're going to confront the two of them at their jewelry store. Tony, before we get to that exciting action, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey, everyone. Hey, Joe. Uh, Hey, are you guys getting super excited to go on the Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest Cruise 2021? I know I am. I know I am. Uh, I can't wait to see everyone on the cruise. Uh, We're all going to have a good time together talking about the podcast, talking about Matlock, talking about all the fun things we're doing on the cruise. Um, I don't know about you, Joe, but I've been working on my cannonball. I'm going to do some (laughs) cannonballs into the pool. I'm going to hit up the buffet. I'm going to do all the fun cruise things, maybe get my picture taken uh, with fun drinks and funny in uh, funny places. Uh, I'm hoping to meet some people, meet, meet some of you fans. Um, a great way to meet fans, of course, is at the parties that, that they throw. And Joe and I have put together an amazing event that we're going to have on the cruise. Um, a little, we're going to have a little costume party for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I want everybody to bring their, 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 their best uh, unlocking Matlock costume or their Matlock costume or just any kind of costume in general. Um, yeah. I mean, dress, dress. I mean, we want you to get as creative, get creative with it, get fun with it. Um, try not to get too scary with it though. That's true. So, so yeah, because Tony and I kind of did a test run of this. We've been workshopping uh, this costume party and I personally went through some iterations that I think maybe got a little bit too gory and in fact scared Tony so much that he called 911 a few times. There was it was a scary even after it was revealed that no, I was not uh actually a murder victim. Uh you still then called 911 later when you saw me again coming out of the bathroom. You thought I had been it was so convincing. Shot. I thought you had been shot and killed. You had blood and your your face was all blood. And then you took it all off. And then I mm-hmm. thought you were, oh my gosh, so Joe's a zombie. He's alive. And so right. then I called. So he got me kind of twice. And then the police came and it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I try not to be too scary. I mean, we're it, this is just this is just fun, guys. We're not trying to we're not trying right. to be we're not trying to give anybody nightmares. This isn't Halloween. This is it's a, a costume this isn't ha- party. This yeah. isn't freaking Halloween. This is just a fun, you know, Matlock uh, podcast uh, 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 costume party. Um, so like, so yeah, just have fun with it. You know, funny, funny costumes are great. Uh, you know, combo costumes are great. You could be like a cowboy banana. That's hilarious to me. If you were a cowboy banana right. or um, of course, you know, I don't want to tell anybody what to do, but. You know, some of those, uh, you know, f- girls, unfortunately, don't have a lot of choices for costumes. Uh, so it's usually, you know, sexy nurses or sexy teachers. Sexy Charlene. Sexy Charlene's. You could be sexy Charlene. You could be sexy Matlock if you wanted. It's true. That would. I don't know open, if I could handle that. That would open up all kinds of doors <laughs> that I don't know that I'm ready to walk through yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, come on. I mean, like I said, get creative with it. Get fun with it. Um, you know, but like I say, oh. try to stay, I mean, we don't want to be, I mean, it's hard to, it's a lot of this stuff is DIY. You got to do it yourself anyway. So I like to say, go, go nuts. I mean, it's not like the old days when you could go, uh, you could go to the mall and go to, to Spencer's and there would be a right. wall of scary masks, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 365 days of the year. 
That's um, right. <laughs> they would have scary masks out and you would not want to go in there if you were a scared little kid because right uh it, it would be summer and but there would be a freddy mask and the mm -hmm. freddy mask would scare me and so right. uh i i did not unfortunately get to go to spencer's and uh, until i was uh, well into my adult years right um and so it wasn't so i had to wait a long time before i could get uh cool blacklight posters and fart pills and <laughs> Yeah, even farting way less. Um, they really work. Uh, <laughs> um, also, no political stuff, guys. I don't want to see any Nixon masks or Bill Clinton no, masks. No, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Come on. Like, let's keep let's it fun, not, guys. Let's yeah, not let's not go that. there. Let's um, not, we don't want to rile anybody also, up. Also, guys, big rule, but we'll know if you Googled funny costume ideas and uh, <laughs> a few days before the party we'll know because we we have a list of those costumes in our heads and if mm -hmm. you show up with one of those ideas well, I, pr we'll I know. printed out a hard copy i yeah. printed out a hard copy of of all i've i've screenshotted them all and i yeah. converted them to to pdf files and then right. uh converted those to png files so that then i printed them out so we have hard copies mm -hmm. so if You'll you be show us to leave as you leave the cruise i don't care where it is yeah uh please uh come up with it yourself right. don't steal ideas and suggestions right. off the internet you will be bounced right uh, we also look at unique costume ideas or last minute costume ideas for a unlocking matlock or a matlock costume party um we've we've done all the searches so mm -hmm. we'll, we'll know if you've we'll know it, yeah it's we'll not know. original well, no. So, like I say, make your own. Come on, you know, come up with your own idea, uh, you know, and let's try to keep the baby Yodas to a minimum. I know he's cute and he's all the rage, but maybe just one baby Yoda. I don't need to see 25 baby Yodas. Let's just do one. And well, I, I think there's one regular be, there one. There should sexy. be two. There should be two because there should be one that's sad that their costume is not as good as the other person <laughs> and they should feel dejected all night and they can't just enjoy themselves. That's right. That's right. Um, because it's competitive, guys. There's no flick. Do we mention this? Do we mention there's a prize? <laughs> do we mention that the costume right. party ends? That's with a right. Huge prize? It's a pasta dinner with <laughs> Tony by, and I. <laughs> cooked by us. <laughs> cooked by us. So right. you're gonna want our do personal your... kitchen and our suite in the cruise. Um, after the costume party, you get to join us. And uh, Tony and I's uh, captain suite. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We have the so, biggest. So yeah. nice. It's so nice. So nice, guys. guys. Huge kitchen. Huge kitchen. Um, huge chair in the corner. The right. best. Um, big chair. Big chair. Uh, we've also been asked by the staff of the cruise to, if you could keep, maybe don't dress up as employees of a cruise like don't dress up as a mm. captain or any of the stewards or anything like that there's I, so apparently there's been some confusing things in the past and people have been posing as uh, uh as the captain and taking over the ship and it was this right. whole big thing so mm -hmm. let's keep the nautical costumes maybe cross those off your list if you were thinking about that you could maybe do a jack sparrow a captain jack sparrow i think i feel like pirates Pirates are okay because they usually don't let pirates work at the cruises. Usually, so that's right. Yeah, pirates are fine, but not modern pirates. Not the I am the captain now pirate because that's still a real thing. That's still real and scary. Uh, but old timey pirates, they're fine. We know that they're safe now. 
mm-hmm. um, and they just want their buried treasure. They just want their buried treasure and to, to stay away from curses. And so, um, but yeah, come on. And hey, I would love to see, Joe and I would love to see you guys come as your favorite Unlocking Matlock host. Um, uh, I know uh, if you wanted to dress up as Joe or Tony, um, that would be super awesome to see. Um, you know, a form, you know, kind of cosplay as us, mm-hmm. as I know, yeah, you know, we're b- big heroes, big heroes to everybody, and so uh, we'd love to see that. Uh, yeah, I actually calling all beefcakes. Feel free to dress up as us, but I don't want any flabby boys dressing up like Tony and I. You got to be pretty cut. You got to have a good body. Oh, please. That's, that's the one thing I'm going to be looking at is I'm going to be looking at your bodies and saying, I don't think so. Not in a million years. You may want to DM us a photo of yourself first uh, so we can uh, judge and make sure that it would be okay if you dressed as us. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I'm going to be dressing as my favorite Unlocking Matlock co-host. Oh my god! I got a pretty nice, pretty nifty Joe Vargo costume. Oh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I've got I got my glasses, and I've mm. got all my I got a, 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 a unlocking Matlock kind of memorabilia binder that you always have, and then you know your 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 pasta dishes you're always carrying around. That's and then, right. And then I'm gonna also have uh, in my uh, in my frisbee golf case. Your frisbee golf case. I'm also going to have pasta dishes, little pasta dishes ready to roll out, hand out that you do at any time. Um, I'm also going to have, uh, you know, I think it'd be funny if, you know, I'm also going to have the $15 that, that, that you said you would give me for the pizza that you haven't given to me yet. All right. Well, I, you know, I, you ate, you ate most of the pizza. But you said you'd go in on half of it. Well, I got I got sick. I got stomach cramps, and I had to go home. Well, I mean that's all well and good, but we wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten the pizza if you hadn't said you said I'd go with half on it, and then okay. I ordered the pizza, and then you took off, and then so so my Joe Vargo costume is going to carry around fifteen dollars that he owes his co-host Tony. All right. Well, then feel free to pay yourself back that night and consider yourself consider us even. I'm glad we figured all this out. Well, I'm dressing up as Don Knotts. Whoa, I didn't even think of that costume. Has it been hard, difficult to put together? Well, my Don Knotts mask is uh, is coming along. Um, You're making the mask. You're making a mask. <laughs> I'm spending, yeah, a lot of late nights up. I've been working with a uh, latex mold. Um, I've been trying to get the impression just right. Um, but it's, gonna, it's gone was, through a lot of different versions. I was going to say, don't they usually have to, for those masks, don't you have to take it of the person, like like a cast of their face? So, <laughs> I, look, his, it's known where his grave is. Listen, we love this crew so much. <laughs> What's a little grave robbing between two huge fans of uh, Andy Griffith and his body of work? Um, Everybody, I want to see you all put as much effort into your costumes as Joe and I have put into ours. I hope you can all get your things together and get them ready um, for the cruise because it is going to be amazing. Like I say, costume, uh, it's a contest, a secret secret contest Mm -hmm. judged by Joe and I. Uh, the winner will be determined after the party and you will get a delicious 
uh, the winner will get a delicious pasta dinner made by Joe and, and myself that mm-hmm. is going to be delicious. Um, so get your costumes ready to go. Uh, be sure to be checking your email for any more updates. If you have any questions about the cruise or anything Unlocking Matlock, uh, feel free to email us at unlockingmatlock at gmail.com. Uh, and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you had about it. Um, can't wait to see, see you for the <laughs> Unlocking Matlock Fan Fest Cruise 2021. Wow, Tony, that sounds like so much fun. You know I love a party with a lot of rules. That's how I, love, I like to get down, baby. I I love structured play. I want mm. to be told where mm. to be, how to act, mm-hmm. what to do. Uh, it's the best way. I oh, can I love somebody bossing me around all night, you know, moving from one thing to the next. It's what I love about weddings. They're so much fun. Oh, let's go to this thing. Now to this thing. Now that thing. Now watch this. Now look at this. Mm, I fun. love I love that weddings last like six hours, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight hours. Um, three hours of those are dancing when you dance probably on average a whole year. You dance for maybe three minutes legit right but then you're asked to dance for three straight hours for three straight hours um yeah it's i love it i love i love spending an entire day at somebody's shit (laughs) (laughs) guys we're back it's crazy things are getting crazy uh the uh jeweler has been hanging out with a suspicious character named grok and this all kind of falls into play because shady things can eventually lead to murder. And so mm-hmm. Matlock and Tyler and Charlene are investigating to see if the jeweler actually shot the reverend instead of the doctor who has been accused of this crime. Um, but as Joe and I found out watching the episode, that wasn't really the case. Um, no. It turns out uh, the jeweler is not guilty of this crime. Mm-mm. Yeah, so he, Tyler kind of busts into the jewelry shop and they're not open. And he is there with Grok, who is send, sell, trying to sell him or trying to move a briefcase full of pearls <gasps> and other other jewels. Um, and they basically get caught red handed. And this, this uh, guy deals in stolen stolen jewelry. He steals right. it. He steals. snatches snatches the jewels right off your neck and off your fingers. <laughs> he puts them in a suitcase and he runs away. That's Grok's game. And so Grok is out there stealing jewels and uh, the, the, the town jeweler just thinks it's okay to be in business with this guy. Right. Like, What's oh, the big deal. That's how I'm going to get my, uh, uh, my merchandise is from Grok is from who steals jewelry. Well, that's not exactly above board. No. And Matlock tells him that right away saying, Hey, you know, actually guys, guys, I hate to break this to you, but this is illegal. And where were you Wednesday night, that night at that murder? And they say, well, we were doing this. We were doing this illegal stuff. Right. And so why didn't you tell me that earlier? Well, obviously I'm not going to tell you that because that would be illegal. And Matlock's kind of like, oh, okay, I get that. Well, well, guess what? Actually, though, you are going to jail. So he gets him. Yeah. So so he gets him. He got him. He got it. So he didn't get him for this thing, but he got him for another thing. So score another one for Matlock Mm -hmm. on the old scoreboard. 
Um, yeah, they deduce it's not the jeweler because he right. was hanging out with Grok doing illegal sales, but right. they still go to jail for that. Right. No, nobody gets away with shit. Exactly. Nobody. Everybody pays the piper in Matlock's world. So, uh, so he busts the jeweler not for the murder, but for something else. Um, the town, uh, the promiscuous girl in town who was accused of it and sus- it was a suspect. She gets cleared cleared fairly easily. Mm. Um, she just was she was having a hard time. Uh, she's actually not promiscuous at all. She's having a very hard time meeting people. Yeah, it turns I, out she has a pretty good alibi, which is uh, she was not out having an affair. She was um, volunteering in an old folks home, uh, oh, which is very noble, very nice thing to so do. Nice and of her. Charlene goes to question her. I mean, just the you know, uh, she's how so does she, nice. how does she do it? Yeah. And um, Charlene goes to question her and she's she says, you know, actually, I was trying to have an affair because her husband was just not paying attention to her. She changed her hair color. Um, she would walk around with clothes, with with very little clothes and sometimes without clothes, which <clears throat> I thought, well, that's whoa, who I that I is. I had, to, I had to pause my VHS so I could go outside coming- and get some air. That's coming on very strong. Yeah. Well, yeah. Showing up somewhere nude. That's not. Um, but what mess? What are you trying to tell me here? Like that's. <laughs> You're giving me wa- mixed signals, <laughs> baby. I'm, what I'm do you want try- me to do, baby? <laughs> I'm trying to watch the big game. You're walking around nude. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? I don't get it. We got communication problems. <laughs> so there. So yeah, she's. <laughs> She's sending all kinds of mixed messages. And so because of that, she was not able to successfully have an affair, which that's that's a shame. That's a shame because, you know, we all have dreams. We all have big dreams. And it's always sad to see somebody's dream uh, get kind of snuffed out. Yeah, I guess you'd like to think like, boy, I would never have an affair. That seems very wrong. But that you'd like to think, well, if I if I did, if I wanted to, though, that I would be able that, to that I could. <laughs> Exactly. It's but, like, but the harsh reality for a lot of people is right. you're yeah. not going to have any luck having an affair. Right. There's uh, certain I, sorts of people that people still want to be involved yeah. with if they're in another relationship. But a lot of people, they don't. Exactly. We, we really don't mean to check everybody's ego, but if you're sitting there thinking, well, I could have an affair if I wanted right. to, like if you're sitting there, you know, yeah. you and your, you and your significant other had a little tiff or, mm. or just, you know, things are just moving slow and you're like, I could go out and find somebody else. You probably could. You, you, you probably couldn't. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You, you can't. Other right. people. Yes. You know, nobody else is interested. Right. The tens, the nines. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the eights, maybe, the eights. maybe the eights, but I'm not even that's you're getting a little, you're getting a little yeah, desperate like at that eights. point. Yeah. Um, but the fours <laughs> forget it. Forget yeah. it. just sit in the garage with the car on. So she lied. She basically lied mm-hmm. about having an affair and this whole book thing coming out actually got her husband hot for her again. Ooh, yeah. Got yeah. him interested. Cause he thought, Oh, I guess I, I guess, I, these men are beating me to the punch. I, I right. got to get in there and pay attention to my wife. So he learned right. a valuable lesson. He did. He he got all, he was, this is great. I love reading this erotic fan fiction written about my wife. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's all on board with her again. So honestly, like happy ending, great, great, great ending to right. her story. So she is not uh, the murderer. No. The, so 
we've got we've crossed off the jeweler we've crossed off the uh, uh promiscuous lady in town we've crossed off i mean the doctor says he didn't do it and matlock believes him and the chief believes him so we do too yeah. um i mean he's got a lot of evidence stacked up against him i mean we have his shoe side we have his footprints outside the house uh, um, but matlock kind of destroys that in court though the shoe size situation he really does because he says oh he walks around in some shoes and he he's talking he's got the chief on the stand and he says hey uh i'm gonna take my foot and put it an impression here in the sand and why don't you tell me what size that is the chief measures it and he says oh it's a size 12 and he goes that's exactly right says the only problem is i'm a size 10 you fucking idiot (laughs) 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 matlock takes his tiny little tiny little feet out of those big 12s (laughs) His petite 10 size 10. He takes his petite little size 10 yeah. foot out of those takes huge his little 12s. mini feet out of, the, out of those huge 12s. And he shoves them right reveal, into his face. That's like, right. You idiot. You absolute idiot. <laughs> he's got he's got tissues. He's got tissue. He shoved tissue in like, his in the size 12s to make it look like you know right. the right amount of pressure was being put into the footprint. Mm-hmm. So basically, he disproves the the whole footprint. Could thing be anybody. Get, yeah, gets thrown out. I mean, anybody. that evidence that evidence is useless. <laughs> right, it's useless waste. And the prosecutor is like, I, I don't know. I got, I got nothing. I got I'm no terrible. further questions. I, I'm terrible at my job. <laughs> so he's done. And so Matlock, he's you know he's kind of he's a little bit desperate at this point. He doesn't really have you know, a, a, a home run puts uh, Marianne Newton on the stand. She's the author of the book. You know, so sorry. The Reverend was killed in your house. You know, she says he was there because she was going to donate half of the proceeds, half of her royalties, mm. half of her, the money that she gets from the book. She was going to give half of it to the church. And so that's why he was there. Wow. And it's like, well, she's going to do that. I mean, maybe she's not as bad and malicious as the town thought she was. And so, you know, Matlock's asking her questions. And, and so he kind of puts her on the stand acting like he, he, he didn't really have anything, but we know Matlock. Matlock's always got something going on. He's always got something cooking. He reveals to her or he presents her. He's like, Hey, you ever seen these books before? And she's yeah, like, ever no. read them? You ever, ever read, read these books? You ever yeah. read these books? Which, which is a great which, thing. Oh, it gave that kind of was triggering for me. Cause that oh, yeah. felt like, you know, it reminded me of some of those book dealer parties mm-hmm. that we went to. Absolutely. And they just be, Grilling us on books. Oh, you, you ever read Great Gatsby? You ever no. read uh you know of Mice and Men? No. You'd be like, uh, uh yeah. sorry guys, I don't read. I like yeah. to watch TV. <laughs> um, um uh sorry, I'm not gonna be my nose stuck in a book all night. So uh, I just like to make money off of books. So uh I don't read them. I'm a venture capitalist. <laughs> Right. Uh, so Matlock shoves all these books in her face. Like, hey, you read these? And she's like, no, I've never seen those before in my life. And he goes, that's weird because your buddy, the Reverend, wrote these books. Mm-hmm. The Reverend was an, an, an aspiring writer. He wanted mm-hmm. to write mystery novels. And so he was kind of plucking away, writing all these, trying to sell them. They kept getting rejected by the publisher with, oh, Joe and I know what that feels like. Yeah. Uh, I could build, I could build a, a, a house out of the rejection letters mm-hmm. I've gotten. Yeah. Um, and I have and a lot of great. not interested, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, and I, I kind of, you know, we're, Tony and I are going the Charles Bukowski route where, you know, 
we're mailing these off. We're writing the poems and we're putting it in the mail. We're saying, I'll send this one out to the New York Times. See if they publish my poem tomorrow. <laughs> and it's a dirty, like Bukowski also, it's dirty poetry about being mm-hmm. a filthy pervert. <laughs> Except Tony and I don't really live that life. So we're kind of no. taking a lot of wild, wild swings that yeah, what it's, that it's, would be like. It's like it's like a baby talk version of <laughs> Bukowski. It's like, oh, oh, baby, I'd love to touch your mm-hmm. boobies. And, and then we apologize. I'm for... so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. And oh, I, I can't. I'm a, I'm a big drinker. I love being alcoholic. I love drinking these <laughs> wine coolers and I have a wine cooler and I'm so wasted, bro. And right. I doing drug. I like to drink. I like to do, mm-hmm. do, uh, do drugs and I'm drinking NyQuil and I'm, and I'm old and my face is gross. <laughs> oh, <no>, disgusting. <laughs> and so we send those off and they get rejected immediately. Yeah. So uh so that's the, then the reverends all his got rejected and matlock kind of pulls the strings a little bit more so matlock has he found all these books and so he's figured out that it wasn't her that wrote the books but it was the reverend that wrote the book and he used her to be kind of the front man the, you know the, the 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 face the image of the author so he could actually sell it and right. so she gets to take all the credit for writing this book that she didn't write and she's really enjoying the limelight. So this is the motive, right? You know, the reverends getting in there being like, hey, hey, why don't you tell them that I also helped you write the book here? And He's wanting a little taste of it, too. Yeah, he wants to taste. Because uh, who doesn't want credit for their work, right? right I mean, exactly. that, that's all we want is recognition. That That's mm-hmm. what I want in my job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, I sent you that. <laughs> you brought it up in a meeting. <laughs> Give right. me a nod. Mm-hmm. I mean, you insist when you get uh, put onto teams to do like team, you know, all right, put a team together and let's fix this out. Like you actually insist that all of your work mm. be kind of point like highlighted and pointed out. That's right. So, so you guys will submit reports and like anything that you added or suggested. Yeah. So Tony, I'm a millennial and you just okay. have to work with me differently. I need constant feedback and recognition and I need to be told thank you a lot and understanding right. where I'm at. It, it only makes sense. I'm just, I mean, I'm different. I'm yeah, different. It, it's, I'm really hard to deal with. It's the decent thing to do. Now, would yeah. it be, and I mean, your bosses are always like, is it okay if I, if, is it okay if I ask you to take this on? You go, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Reverend wants a taste of this spotlight too. He wrote the dang thing. So why can't I get some of the, get some of that, yeah. you know, get, I want to be interviewed but on the Tony, TV. Wait and- a second though. <gasps> Hold on. Cause she was making tea. I remember at the beginning of the episode yep. that she was making tea. She could mm. not have shot the reverend, right? Or could she have? Mm. Because the way that Matlock has, de- what he has deduced mm. is that she said, hey, I'm going to go make some tea and then went into the kitchen, quickly stuffed some Kleenex, some tissue into a size 12 shoe, put the uh-huh. shoe on, went out yep. the back door or grabbed a gun. Yep. Went around the back door, walked around to the front of the house mm-hmm. and uh, shot the reverend through the window, proceeded to then go back around the house, uh, take the shoes off uh, and hide the shoes, hide the gun, grab the tea tray and then come out and act all shot just as the dog walker 
would have been walking by uh, because she knew she had time because he's a, he's an old man slow walker. Yeah. yeah, I hate I hate getting behind these slow walkers. Uh, oh. When uh, can I mean, is there anything worse than getting stuck behind an old you know a, a, a slow walker when you're in a hurry? It is the worst. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, like, why do you exist even? Like, why are you out in the sidewalk? Why are you right. out here today if you're not going to walk fast? You know, right. I mean, right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. People mm-hmm. got places to be. Right. 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 I have to get to. I have a, uh, a dermatologist appointment I need to get to. <laughs> and so <laughs> you need to get out of my way. And so, uh, but this worked, that worked in her advantage because she knew the dog walker walked slow and she had time to do all this. Mm-hmm. So basically and he walks his dogs every, every time, or every, same, night. every day, same time. So, so she knew she had time to shoot the Reverend. So Matlock confronts her with all of this. And she mm-hmm. says, well, you can't prove any of that. And he's like, I don't have to, because I just dropped some reasonable doubt yep. onto the jury. And so, boom, you know, that reasonable doubt has been proved. You know, the, now it's not proven now that the doctor could have done this. So, right. Um, and I would say she has something uh, pretty close to a mental breakdown. <laughs> she does not react well to it. No, <laughs> no. no. Yeah. No. She says, uh, it's my book yeah. over and over. And it's my book. It's my book. It's my book. It's my book. It's very um, creepy. It's very yeah. creepy. And so she's obviously having uh, a big issue uh, mm-hmm. with this news that she is going to go to jail. Yeah, she's caught. She's caught. She's caught. She did it. She didn't want to give up the credit. So she shot the reverend so he wouldn't blab his mouth. Also, Tony, get- let's let's be frank. She's going to hell. She intentionally well, she, shot that. She reverend. intentionally shot a, a, a religious. Person. Not a mistake. No, no. She's no. going to hell on purpose. Right, right to yeah. he double hockey sticks. Right. And so, speaking of hell, the damn jury stands. Oh up. boy! And oh. Matlock has just put on this command performance. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like tour de force. Tour de force. The legal uh, jump rope of a lifetime. Yeah. He has performed for them, mm-hmm. and these idiots these they stand up and they're like we find the defendant not guilty like right oh, oh and they're also reading it off of a card like right oh, right i they forgot my line the, yeah a uh, line line oh, I, I, tell you, I tell you what wait, why don't you just read it off of the card which one's look- the defendant <laughs> which one's wait which guys it's just not helpful on people's court they they have it written on the stand it's not written here how do i get out of this box i'm i'm stuck in this box every night they get stuck in that box they can't get out of the box the bailiff help them out that's the reason there's a bailiff in court not that anything bad happens or that he has to hand like he's there to make sure that the jury is able to get out of that remember that jury that died because the bailiff (laughs) forgot to let them out over the weekend and they all starved and <laughs> they all starved to death <laughs> because they couldn't open the door. And it's like it's like it's not even a whole room. It's half a room. <laughs> right. They could have just stepped, stepped over, over it. But they're so stupid. Oh, yes. I hate. You know, the legal system would be phenomenal if it wasn't for the jury. Right. I mean, I would, uh, anyway, don't get us started. Anytime you involve the public with anything, you know, Forget anytime it. like Forget that, it. like that Zach Braff movie. I thought I was going to get another Garden State. What did I get? A publicly funded piece of shit. And it's not Zach Braff's fault. 
He did everything no, he could. No. He tried to he make, tried a make good art. Movie. Yeah, he, he tried, tried to, make to make a art. great movie. Yeah, but the public got involved and said, "Well, oh, maybe we could do this, or maybe, maybe we could do that. this. I'll give you some money, Zach. Could you right. put me in the movie? Could you put me in the credits, Zach?" And it ruins it. I hate it. I hate it. That it's it's really sad that now we barely even talk about Zach Braff anymore. It ruined his career. Yeah, it ruined his career. He's through. And he's through, and he was great. And he was great. He, he was. was great maybe we could probably talk to him about some, maybe we could interview Zach Braff. That'd be great for this podcast. That would be great. A lot of sense. Um, (laughs) Make us a lot of money. Um, So yeah, the jury, uh, you know, they of course just go through the motions. Yeah. You know, I mean, the prosecution has already basically given up. They've left. They've driven home at this point. They're gone. They're gone. They're Um, walking in hat in hand hand to their wives. And Matt Luck's done it again. He's solved another case, not just gotten his uh, client off, but he's solved the case completely, which I, it goes above and beyond. He's doing Absolutely. 20 people's jobs here. I mean, at this point, you've got to think, yeah, you've got to think that when you see Matlock's name on the docket, when you see that he's on the mm-hmm. case, mm-hmm. I would think that if you're a member of the police, a member of the prosecution team, you know, the judge, the, 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 the bailiff, the jury, everybody sees that. They're like, got it. Got an easy one. Matlock's Matlock's right. on this one. He's going to do everybody's job. He's going to do everybody's job. He's sweeping up the courtroom mm-hmm. when court's over. Yeah, you know he's turning out the lights. He's parking. He's he's getting valet. He's downstairs getting valet for everybody. You know that's why he's just the greatest. He's just the greatest. He's 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 making people dinner. That's right. He's 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 doing it all. He's doing it eggs. all. Eggs. Eggs. What's for dinner? Eggs. He's he just does it all. And I just love him so much, Joe. And I just wish I wish oh. I wish we could just be with Matlock all the time. Yeah, well, Tony. I I did get you that Matlock. I made you that Matlock doll. <laughs> and I want you to use it when you feel that way. And I want you to. I love Maddie Jr. <laughs> and I the the um, latex latex mask. That I put on there is very realistic. Like we do on every episode of Unlocking Matlock, we have the Don Knotts watch. Now, Tony, was Don Knotts in this episode? No, uh, no, he was not. And thank you, Tony, for that Don Knotts watch report. Don Knotts not in this episode. Hopefully we see him soon. Boy, I'd love to see him. Well, I, Tony, what a powerhouse of an episode. This, this was a good one. This brought everything together. It brings together literature. Um, it brings together small towns, small the town stories America. in those small towns. Oh, and it the remind, stories. It the reminds story. us, you know, if you got a secret on somebody, just mm-hmm. get it out there. Just, just tell it. Just, just let it. it. Just let it out because, you know what, they're going to thank you in the end. They're going to say, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. thanks for getting it out there. Yeah. My life's easier now. I'm not Absolutely. carrying around that secret. Absolutely. Secrets are the worst. And if you know something, if you got some, if you know something about somebody, just, just tell them, just tell everybody about it. Just get mm-hmm. it out there into the open. And so everybody can relax. And now, Oh, now, you know, I did that hit and run. Now everybody knows I did that hit and run. Right. That's that's, I mean, it's just, you're just going to feel so much better. Yeah. So feel better. Everyone uh, keep those secrets uh, no longer let them go. 
and email you know us. Hey, email hey, us. If, if you've been keeping this podcast a secret, stop it. If you're one of those people that's like, hey, I want to keep those cool things to myself. I don't want to tell people what I'm into because it's, you know, it's it's really cool and I don't want to ruin it. Ruin grow this. up. Grow let, up. Let yeah. people know. Let yeah. your friends know. You know, you're not you're not in the cutting room floor and you're not you're not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just let let them know about this neat podcast you've been listening to. Absolutely. Walk up to strangers on the street and tell your cashier at the grocery store mm. um, if you uh, write a review for a product on on Amazon.com, even if it's not for us. You know, maybe mention us in the review. Um, just get the word. You know, get that word. Get that get word your secret. Out. Get the secrets out. Get your secrets out and get the word out. That would be awesome. And if you have secrets, uh, you can email us the secrets. Um, email us all your deep yeah. darkest uh, secrets about you and your neighbors that you know, your friend, your sister, your sister's your brother in law. If you know, if you got the dirt, we want to hear it. So. Yeah, we will um, read them on this podcast. So uh, please send us your secrets. Um, and thank you guys so much to, for listening. This has been Unlocking Matlock. Goodbye. Hey, guys. See you later. Bye.